Aaron, congratulations. Another two points. Talk us through that one, if you would, please. Yeah, I mean, I liked our game. Um, all 60 of it, to be fair. You know, we, uh, we got off to a good start, I thought. Um, I thought their goalie, Shane Owen, played an outstanding game tonight. We outshot him 19-4 to in the first and only scored one goal. <laughs> and then after the second there, you know, it's only, we're only up a goal and you're kind of like, man, did we... Did we not take our chances in this game? And one, we're one shot away from being a tie game. Um, and then our power play showed up, which is good because our power play hasn't been great lately. And they found a way to score four tonight. Um, at least I think it was four. There was one right when, when one of the power, one of the penalties ended. So, but in a hole here, you know, we, we expanded a lot of energy last night in Nottingham in a cup game, killing all those penalties. And I felt like we, you know, we knew if we could push this team and force their D to turn and go back and get pucks for 60 minutes that eventually um, we would wear them down and take over that hockey game. Does it get a sense of frustration on the bench or are they a pretty, uh, a pretty focused, well-disciplined group? No, I don't think there was frustration. It's just, again, it's just one of those things when pucks aren't going in, you're like, man, it's going to be one of those nights. Is, is this guy going to stand on his head and, and keep points out of our pocket? But okay, we found a way and that's what good teams do. Brendan Connolly had another good night, three assists. Yeah, Cons was great. Dowdy was great. Valley was great. That line has been really good since we put them back together. Um, Blatt's with another nice high tip goal tonight. Evan Mosey we put back on the back end and you know he makes a huge difference back there when we move him to a D. He was excellent tonight. So Dane Todd I think had a big night too, a few points tonight. So yeah, it was it was a it was a good night. What about our new guy? Talk to us what you've seen in six periods of hockey from him. Yeah, I mean he played a lot more tonight than he did last night with the, the special team situation there in Nottingham and man I, I liked his game tonight. You can he makes really smart plays um, with the puck. You know, I think he's a real disher. He set Mosey up there with an empty net back door that Mosey just missed on, had a couple chances of his own. So I think he's going to be uh, a guy who creates some offense for us and then a very reliable defensive player. Busy time ahead as well, back here again on Wednesday. Yeah, let's go. That works. <laughs> <laughs> no, that works. Thank you, coach. Okay. Top job, top job. Good night. Oh, Jonathan, that was a... I just said to Aaron when we were uh, walking, we're on the Steelers team bench at the moment, folks. That's where we, uh, we're doing the post-game interviews. And we've just spoken to Todd Dudium and then speak to Aaron. Um, and as we walked uh, onto the bench, I said, did we make hard work of that? And he says, no, we just ran into a really, really hot goalie in the first period. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, it was mentioned there, 19 shots to four. There were plenty of scoring chances and they were all, all denied by Owen. But Owen does that a lot. But I think the Steelers knew that if you keep taking 19 shots a period, eventually you'll be able to break through. And it took a power play, you know, a major power play for the Steelers to break through. But there wasn't any point where I thought the Steelers would lose the game. And even when Fife had a chance to equalise in the first minute of the third period, I thought, well, even if they had equalised, I still think the Steelers would have gone on to win it. Just because you always felt there was more to give and, and more to come. Um, the Flyers have got something. And after the first eight games of the season, we thought they got nothing. So I'm, I'm pleased that they're sort of, you know, moving in the right direction at least. Um, but it, was, it wasn't it was a classic game. I don't think people are going to remember this one uh, years from now because th there weren't many sort of great, exciting moments uh, in this one like there have been at other home games this season. Sometimes you can dominate a team and you're worried that that team's going to come and score on the counter and they're going to give us a bit of a bloody nose. But like you just said, you never really felt that here. You felt it was just a matter of time before it came. The game management from the Flyers was interesting. Every time they were sort of penned back in their own zone, once they had a chance to break out, if they needed a line change, they would just get the red line, dump it and make the change and make sure they got fresh players out there. And so there were times throughout the game when they go long periods without venturing into the attacking third 
just because, well, it's the end of my shift, I need to get off now. And they didn't want to get caught down the ice with the Steelers' speed at the wrong end. So they played a sort of safety first game and, you know, barring a penalty, it's, uh, you know, it could have turned out differently. So the game plan from Dutiem pretty much worked. Let's uh, take a step off the bench and uh, I can see the coach just ahead of us talking to uh, We've just gone past some people. The, the roller skate skate guard, Marco Valorand. That he uh, that he's left there after his. Uh, I wondered after his what Eddie. the hell he was doing when he uh, oh, when he we disappeared. We were doing was... some emergency filling, and then we couldn't find out where he was on concourse, trying to get a camera in position because that's not a normally a part of the the stands that we need to uh, to get a camera on. So it's quite difficult for us to film on Steelers TV live. I think this is. Um, I think the Fox family are in town from the states. They must have arrived. Uh, we'll turn left at Andy Akers' point, and uh, I can see a couple of guys down ahead of us. Dowdy's down there. Let's see who comes out here. Just confirmed Dowd's goal. Dowd's goal didn't go down as a power play goal. It was exactly on two minutes after the penalty was given. So technically the Steelers three for five on the power play, but realistically it was four for five. Okay, do we do we interrupt Tanner and his mate or do we uh, do we We're just we're just we're just worrying whether we just dump in and interrupt you. Or, or not, Tanner everybody's here. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. No, it's a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> you can join in if you like. No, no, no. <laughs> Who is he, Tanner? Who is he? That's my uh, best buddy from back home. Yeah, here, yeah. Here's here no, watching. Cool, nice to meet you. Hey, good to meet you. Okay, yeah. Oh, this. Talk one. us, talk this us through this one. Uh, it took time to get going, didn't it? Yeah, it did a little bit. I actually thought we, I thought we actually were playing. I thought we played super well, honestly, in the first and second. I know we didn't, we didn't get the goals to show it, but I actually thought we were, we were hemming them in their end and playing mostly ozone and getting shots through. But like the first and second, we didn't get much traffic on Owen, and he's a good goalie. So I felt like once we started getting traffic on him, stuff started to go in. Is it just a matter of time? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you could tell by the shots. I mean, we were putting lots of pucks on Owen, and I, I thought we were playing well, honestly. So I, I don't think there was a big panic in the room, and uh, yeah, it was just a matter of time. How difficult is it not to let the frustration settle in when the chances are coming but the goals aren't? Yeah, it's it's a little frustrating at time, but uh, like I said, I mean, all the boys saw it. We're, we're having most of the puck possession, and I think everyone kind of stuck together with it, and uh, it was just a matter of time. Okay, Tanner, we'll Thanks let you go. Day. Dane Todd joins us. You get dressed a lot quicker than some of these other boys, <laughs> Dane. <laughs> Trying to sneak out on us here. Um, you, you had a good night tonight, and uh, thoughts on the whole team performance? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great win at home here. We knew it was kind of a, a must-win. That's how we, we looked at the game, and, and uh, you know, you know, came away with the results that we wanted, but um, you know they played well at the start. Um, we just kind of had to stick to our game plan, and uh, you know, kind of like Eb said, it was a matter of time if we just stuck with things, we'd kind of get those results, get the goals, and and manage to do that. One of the things the fans are picking up on about the way you play the game is carrying the puck through the neutral zone. It seems you're doing that more and more as as the games go on and the confidence grows. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's kind of how I view my game a little bit is uh, a puck moving D-man and try to skate and, and rush the puck and get things set up. So um, kind of getting settled here, getting my, my feet under me and uh, starting to feel better. So uh, it, it's been good and hopefully I can continue to, to kind of progress from there. How has it been? Because you just talked to us about the, the culture change. Uh, you know, you've played in some pretty big leagues mm-hmm. in, in different European countries. What's the big difference here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't play last year, so that was a big thing, just coming in here, doing the right things to get my kind of habits back. And, and Sheffield's been good. We've got a great group of guys and, I, you know, a short training camp. But um, with good players, you know, in practice, uh, it, it helps yourself out too. So 
Uh, I feel like I've been able to kind of get back on track here right away, but um, it's good hockey and it's a good league and you got to be ready every night, so uh, tonight was no different. Does it help having a veteran group here? You know, guys, wives, families, everything? Yeah, it, it just makes it more comfortable for yeah. sure and, and getting here and getting settled. Uh, my family and I have really enjoyed what Sheffield's had to offer and the fans and just the complete setup here, so uh, I can't complain one bit for sure. Schedule's about to start getting busier. Midweek game, then another doubleheader next weekend and more midweek games coming. Do you like them thick and fast or do you prefer uh, a slightly more relaxed midweek? I, it's, it's not bad to just kind of keep rolling with things. Obviously, when things are going good, you want to keep rolling. So um, I think it's good now we can just kind of roll into three games here this week and, and uh, try to build on what we started here. Okay, then. thank you very much indeed for your time. Thanks, I don't know whether to go right and go for DeLuca and Dowd. But they're mobbed by people at the moment. Or do we take the uh, steady route into the training room and uh, see who's there? Adrian's always there, isn't he? Well, uh, let me see if we can go and grab Justin a second. Justin, you got a second? Yeah. Well, grab Justin out of the room because it's a bit loud, a bit loud in there. He's still texting. He's become a very useful and very, uh, oh, he's, we won't talk about him behind his back. Well, Wait for him to have a swig of beer and come and join us. Rather than in there with all the music, congratulations, a good four-point weekend uh, as you join us on the podcast. Um, yeah, thanks. No, that was great. Um, you know, Fife put up a, a good fight tonight. I, the goalie played really well. Um, I think, I'm not sure what the shots were, but I'm sure we outshot him by quite a bit. Um, and it was just a matter of sticking to it, and I think we knew that they were finally going to break, and thankfully they did, and we were able to pop, pop some in the third. Two very different games this weekend as well, wasn't that, from the Nottingham game as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we were well prepared, as always. Um, and uh, Dukey, uh-oh, don't go anywhere. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we always know what we're going to get. Uh, we're, like I said, we're very well prepared. Um, and, uh, and yeah, couldn't be happier. Talk us through that set play you have off the face-off with Tanner Ebley. It's so nearly worked. Is that something that you've been working on or was that just dreamt upon the spot? No, no, no. That's something that I like to do and I've, I've used in the past. Um, you know, I when I see that it's going to be available, sometimes the the other sentiments are, are dig, digging in really hard. It gives me an opportunity to kind of slip by him, and I just give Ebs a look, and he knows to go back door. So almost worked last night, almost worked tonight, and you know we'll get it one of those times. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. Anthony will come and join us, and uh, we can ask about the the Eddie in a second. Your mates just walked in. What was he thinking on that Eddie? Was I, that a pre-planned one? I uh, we have no clue, honestly. Yeah. He just no comment on that. He just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what happened there. Yeah. Don't didn't uh, didn't have a clue that was happening, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. As we just said to Justin, two very different games this weekend. Of course, yeah. I think uh, it's not necessarily that we came out flat yesterday. It's just it's one of those games that you know you got to bounce back from no matter what. And I think we did tonight, and we dominated the first, even though it was a one-one uh, first period. You know, we it was a very uh, lopsided period, and we thought we had an advantage going into the second, and you know we proved it at the end of the game there. A sense from the goal celebration, that was quite a, quite a release for you, that it was uh, maybe a bit of a weight off the shoulders. Yeah, of course, you never want to go a couple games without scoring, and um, it's just, like you said, it's a weight on your shoulders for no reason, and, you know, then people start talking and it gets in your head, so obviously you just, you just want to get that first one out of the way, and then, you know, hopefully it starts flowing again. Just one final question, are you now in charge of Eddie celebrations now? I, I, think, af over? I think after that one, yeah, I think I have to. That was, yeah. Like I said, no comments, because I'll stay polite, but yeah, I don't know about that one. Okay, we'll go straight over. Firstly, congratulations, great game, great thank performance. You. Thank you, thank you. But really, the big question is, talk us through the Eddie. 
Um, and I just thought about it since uh, since COVID. I thought about it. You know, we haven't been we've been playing in front of no one for so long that I just thought you know go in the crowd and just feel the energy there. So I was uh, surprised guys, how quickly you got up on Chicago. I know. I just I I so I had somebody do the hot lap because. I knew it was going to take a while and I was actually waiting by the elevator and I was like, no, nah, this is taking too long. So took the stairs and some, it's, fun, it's funny because some people were literally going out of the way thinking, oh, somebody's got to go through. But, you know, I was fully dressed as a hockey player, so it was kind of funny. Breaking news, nobody did the hot lap. Justin went for a little pirouette, but that was about as oh, much. And then they just stood there. They, uh, they left your high and dry. Oh, wow. So yeah. Daudi, I talked to Daudi about it. I was like, I, I, he said, do you have something? And I was like, I have something. I don't know if I want to do it, but... It's gonna take a while because I need like some prep. I need to go back to the locker room, and he said, "Okay, I'll take care of you." Oh, uh, so I thought he was gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy didn't take care of me. Hey, listen, tough job on that. Do you want? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, just you want to know? Does Aaron know? And is he okay with you roller skating downstairs? <laughs> I don't know. I, ask him. I don't think but, you're gonna uh, be allowed to do it for a second me, time. You've seen me in my roller rooms before, so and he thought it was funny, but um, yeah, I, I got those this summer, and it's, it's quite fun. Okay, congratulations. Oh, Great job, as always. Entertaining. Um, should we make a move back or should we grab cons? Should we grab cons? Oh, I think even better. He can, he can kind of go no. He can kind of go nowhere if he's in the middle of his treatment. So we'll drag him out as the doctor speaking to others. So we got your trap cons. Got you trapped. Firstly, congratulations. Uh, a big weekend for us, and we came through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's tough losing in overtime to Nottingham, um, especially in there. But we knew we had to bounce back quick. We can't uh, afford to lose any points at home, especially league games. So we knew how important it was. And I think we, we came up for the most part pretty well. Give credit to them. They, they hung in there as long as they could. But I think our, our game just kind of outlasted them. And was that always the plan that if we just kept on pounding, it would eventually break down? Yeah, I think when you get into trouble is when you start to get frustrated yeah. and, and try to do it yourself. And we just said, stay with the course, pucks low to high, let's get pucks and bodies to the net, kind of the simple, greasy way. And then um, obviously Saxy gets one, goes off Dukes and in, and then all of a sudden, you know, it opens things up. Guys see that that's the way we're going to score the goals tonight, and, and it worked. You had to leave the ice during the game. You came back pretty quickly after a puck deflected into you. What, what actually happened on that play? I don't know what the D-man was doing. He just panicked and shot it, and it just hit me right in the elbow. So my whole arm just went dead. So I could barely hold my stick going off. So it was just a stinger. and just had to wait for the pain to go away, and then I came back to the bench. You were in line for the Eddie, but then we didn't know if you were there, and you were actually on the ice at the end. So we went for Marco. What a disaster, the Eddie. I mean, he needs taking off Eddie duties now, doesn't he? I'll give him credit because nobody else had anything planned, and if it was me, it was going to be way worse than that so i'm glad it was marco i gotta think of something quick very quick okay brendan look Cheers. after yourself thank you very much barry brush just walked past us i was just gonna try to get the eye contact um because i'd like to have a word with barry because you know what he's, he's starting to get into the groove a bit now isn't he he is i was so disappointed that the steelers didn't score um i think it was valoran shot wide after the great pass from brush that split what a pass yeah we're just saying on the, on the commentary how more than a good save that might have done more for his confidence and also the fans' confidence in him as a netminder because, you know, two goals on, on 19 shots tonight, it's not going to boost the numbers by a lot, but... He looked competent the in there, though, tonight, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he made the saves when he needed to. You know, that one at the start of the third period, that's a big save. You know, if it's a tied game, then, you know, I, I don't think the Flyers would have gone on to win, but it would have certainly made it a lot closer. Um, so, yeah, that was... We're starting to see more from Barry Bruston, and that's encouraging as we move forward.
Nobody else is in the media room, so it's you and me for a minute. A big period of time coming up uh, now, and very important, we continue this winning run against Coventry on Wednesday. Yeah, we got a three and four. We got the, the Friday and the Saturday game. So that, that midweek game, you think, well, normally we recover on the Thursday, train Friday, Saturday night, but it'll it'll come around a lot faster than that. You know, we've got a road trip on on Friday, so it's a big test of the bodies. You know, can you get through Wednesday? Can you get through Friday? It's a couple of cup games at the weekend. Um, and the Steelers are in a pretty strong position to progress in the cup. So, you know, the Wednesday night game is the most important one. So, whatever it takes to win that game. I'd imagine it would be a Stojanovic start. I was just going to say, where'd you go with that one? Do you go back with Brust or do you go with Stojanovic? Well, I think I would go to Stojanovic because I think he is just, in general, playing better right now. Um, whether that will continue to be the case, I don't know. But I think Rock has earned the right to, to start the bigger games right now. And I know last night was a cup game and this was a league game, but there's a difference between the Panthers and the Flyers at home in yeah. terms of what's the biggest game in, when it comes to being a Sheffield Steeler. Uh, but I'm not sure what the situation's going to be further down the road with Stojanovic's contract and whether he's still going to you know, be here for the long haul because he was only signed on a short-term deal. So, so the coach did come out, didn't he, last week and say he's here, he's going to be staying here, which gave you the impression that he was, he yeah, was going to be here for the duration. I don't think we've had the confirmation of, of an official signing on a contract. Of, Have a word with the press yeah, officer, get anything out of him. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do, but... Uh, yeah, I think they'll split the Manchester games on the Friday and the Saturday. Um, that seems to be the most logical, but whether it'll be uh, Bruss starting in uh, in the Storm Shelter or back here, we'll wait and see. Mateus Santu, uh, how did you see his opening night here in Sheffield? Uh, flashes. There were a couple of little good things, but the situation of the game enabled him to get a little bit more ice time. Once the Steelers had, had pulled in front, it was uh, you know a little easier to, to get him out there. He probably had more shifts, you know, probably like double shifting him towards the end just to, to get him out there. Um, yeah, there wasn't much, but I don't think he's match fit yet. He's certainly sort of physically fit, but in terms of you know being ready to uh, you know twice twenty minutes a night, I'm not sure uh, he's quite at that uh, at that level yet. But you know it'll certainly come. Kieran just joins us. Kieran. Kieran's had the weekend off, Jonathan, to be fair. He's been completely, absolutely useless. He uh, was nowhere to be seen in Nottingham. And then today he turns up and he goes into the suite because uh, he won a box about 18 months ago. Did you Have you had the time to look at your phone in between eating the volavants upstairs in the posh seats? What do the fans say? Uh, I've not really looked too much, to be honest. But in, in between periods... You've had a few glasses of vino and a couple of volavants. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's correct. But uh, no, a bit, bit, of a, bit of a slow start again. But I mean, it really picked up in that third period I think that major penalty really swung it in that that third for me but uh, I think impressive I, I was happy for Valley to get that that goal I think that might kick start him again I think he'd just been ch- trying a bit too hard to be honest which you can get yourself into um, but overall pretty happy I don't I think fans weren't too bothered last night it's a, a point gained in Challenge Cup really but this was a this was a big one and uh, yeah, we've got the point. Okay, let's go and drag you. You go and do your hospitality bit again. Um, he's been here five minutes and he's had more time off. Um, Pete Spencer, BBC Radio Sheffield. You've been speaking to some of the boys uh, after the game, Pete. What uh, what can you tell us? Uh, so I had a chat to Aaron and I had a chat to Matthias Sontu. Um, interesting guy. Obviously got a bit more ice time tonight than he did last night. Um, but a bit of a whirlwind for him. Obviously got the call on Tuesday. He's Getting his uh, getting his bags packed on Thursday, is he one practice on the Friday and then into a, a Panthers uh, five weekend? So um, I think he's still kind of getting his uh, getting his breath back and getting his feet under him. But uh, it was it was 
Fire Four always going to come here and make it a, a stodgy, turgid kind of game, you know, clogging up the middle. And I think it just took a while to break them down. And that five minute major in the third um, just kind of gave Sheffield the, the separation they needed. It, I think I tweeted at the start of the third that next goal so important. And obviously, if Sheffield could get one, then they could go three, four, five, one up. Or it happened five, two in the end. The only reason Sointu is here, we haven't put, if you like, a lescue to bed. Let, let us do that. Um, I was quite sad to see him go. I quite like the bloke as a bloke and very much like him as a player. Yeah, you've got a, a Travis-themed intro to the highlights, so enjoy that when uh, when they come out. Um, yeah, good player. And we've spoken with Hodgman just then about what they can do on face-offs. And, you know, Alexa was one of the league's best and it will hurt the Steelers to, to lose that part of uh, the game. You know, we'll gain different things from, from Sointu, but... Yeah, it looked like he was fitting in, looked like he was enjoying it, but... Uh, I think he was. Yeah, but, you know, things happen, circumstances change, and, uh, you know, if he uh, doesn't want to be here, then that's, that's you know, that's his decision to make. What was your take on it all, Pete? Yeah, I, I was... When I saw the rumours come out and, and people start to talk about it on social media, I kind of thought, oh, I wouldn't like to see him go if possible. I, John, uh, JJ is always with the uh, statistics, so uh, second best face-off win percentage in the EIHL... 31.31% just behind Stephen Dixon. And of course, winning face-off is a historical issue we've had for the last couple of three years. And with Hodgman coming in and with Oleski coming in, we, we thought we'd resolve that problem. Yeah, and you go back to last season when obviously we had Martin St-Pierre and we thought, you know, here's a guy that's going to solve the face-off issue for us. And then John Armstrong ends up taking more more face-offs and it looks like we're, we're in for something similar again. But, you know, John's running over 50%. Um, Justin Hodgman's more than running over 50%. So there is depth there, and that's something that in the last few seasons Shefford haven't had, really. When you've spoken to Aaron, have you mentioned the goaltending situation? Who do you think starts Wednesday night? I've, I I asked him and I said, have, again, splitting this weekend, has it crystallised anything in your mind? And he said very diplomatically, no, I'm going to go away and watch the film. And we all know he does. He, he likes to, to pour over the game film. But I think... Me and JJ were having a chat beforehand, and I think it's rock for rock for Wednesday. I mean, you, you go back to that that really tight. Manchester's a tough place win. to go on a Friday night, though. And Rock's played there before, and I wonder whether that well, will interfere it, it, in his it mind. It might be a nice test for Bruce to say, you know, can you handle the other rinks in this league? Because you know he he's not. Away, he's, he's, he's been at home, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So you know, it, you know, imagine playing in Nottingham or Belfast. Not going to be too unfamiliar to him, but rinks like. Coventry that are a little slightly different dimensions or Manchester that's considerably different um, or Fife you know you've got the low roof and just the sight lines are, are a little bit different I think he needs to experience those things around the Elite League so you know a, a Challenge Cup group game is the perfect time to do it yeah, so, yeah no yeah. no completely agree and also it makes sense to to give the guy that's had the rest here on the Sunday the start on Wednesday and then again with a shorter week having that Friday game giving Barry a run out on the Friday. I completely agree. OK, that's Pete Spencer, BBC Radio Sheffield. Jonathan? Jonathan's got another... Hold on, Pete. Jonathan's got a side issue. Well, no, it's just relating <laughs> to Brusk, because, of course, he's doing the university programme. If he's got classes Wednesday or Friday morning, that could determine his decision. If he's got to go into school and, and study in the morning and you know he can't fully focus on a start, that might make up uh, Aaron's mind for him. It might indeed. You weren't needed after all I for that needed. fight. You weren't, Pete. Okay, Pete. <laughs> Thanks. Jonathan, anything else? Or if we, uh, are we meeting here again same time Wednesday night? I just like the fact there were five goals from five different goal scorers yeah. tonight. And you think that, that top line of, of Connolly, Dowd and Valorand 
yeah, it's strong, it's it's loaded. But so is the second line with Eberle and Latal and Hodgman. And then you've got the third line as well that's got De Luca and Armstrong on it. And, you know, it's there's strength and depth from the Steelers. No one's running away with the point scoring. You know, we've got about four or five players now have got five goals for the season. We're getting several players towards double-figure points. Uh, it's a well-balanced attack. So teams that come to the Steelers know they've got to deal with with three strong lines. It's not four-line hockey anymore because it's only a roster size of 19, but um, the Steelers can put out seven quality D and, and ten quality forwards and, and compete with anyone right now. So, you know, when a team like Five comes with, you know, just 12 uh, non-homegrown players um, and only 5D and then they lose one during the game, it sort of feels like you can win uh, a battle of endurance with them and break them down late on. And that's exactly how it worked out. Those are the thoughts of Jonathan Firmley. We'll be back on Wednesday night following our game against the Coventry Blaze.